0: Said my get up and go we must have got up and went, but it brought you right back here, didn't it? To Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. My name is Corey Morissette, joined as always by the one and only, the most popular man in Great Britain, John Mariano. How are you this fine day, sir? Good day, mate. That's, 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 that's Australian, actually. Uh, uh, I, I I don't travel much, Corey. And I only brought up Great Britain because we hit the charts in Great Britain uh, not that long ago. We had a, a top 20 show uh, on iTunes in Great Britain. So uh, the, the Brits love John Mariano. It's amazing. Well,
1: well, well, well respectfully, I, I love the Brits. I, I, love, I love all countries. I just don't get to go anywhere ever. I'm stuck here in New York
0: i could think of worse places to be uh stuck john i'm stuck in saskatchewan we just had a massive blizzard in the middle of april with three feet of snow that really sucked i would rather be in new york where there's something interesting happening all the time
1: Corey, it's like june or july this morning what are you talking about
0: April. I, i'm still traumatized by april okay. i know i know that was a few months ago but man that was
1: awful you know, here I am, and I'm trying to pull the curtain back, and if and, I and, and back, I mean, back where it belongs, and you, you're you sitting there going, no, John, no, we got to tell everybody our business, and let them know when we're recording, and it's April right now, and we're releasing this months from now, and that's fine, Corey. That's fine if that's the life you want to live. Dude. I refuse to live that life. You are so bitter. Get out of
0: the bitter barn and come play in the hay. Just live a little. Come on. Well...
1: In the real world, we, we, we just released the Oh Yeah episode. <laughs> so there you go, folks. There's a reality check. As of right now, you guys have listened to Oh Yeah live, but we're recording this episode tonight, and we don't even know what song we're going to discuss yet. But before we discuss that song, why don't we go ahead and plug our friend Ken Knapsack?
0: Let's do that, but I, I should point out, this is now 11 songs that had what we just released. <laughs> this is show 17. We released show six two days ago. Okay, Ked Knapsock, Ked Knapsock's pop rock and radio, the big hits, album cuts, and B sides from the rock and pop world that make up the soundtracks of our lives. Look for live shows and make requests, sing, dance, and celebrate the music with the pop rock and radio community featuring fine folks like Lauren and Jeff and Christy and Old Handsaw and my good buddy John Mariano. If you want to interact with John, if you need more John in your life, like everybody should, catch him on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Um, in the chat
1: at Pop Rock and Radio, requesting
0: awful, awful music. I'm, I'm sure.
1: Oh, I, I request all kinds of stuff. I have a very eclectic taste, um, and it's funny because I don't think I've nearly requested enough Aerosmith. But Aerosmith doesn't necessarily fit the vibe of his show most most nights, um, and, and that's not a bad thing. There's so much music out there, but tonight we're here to celebrate one of the greatest American bands of all time, Aerosmith.
0: That's right, and this was a conversation on Twitter. Uh, that we were having the someone who posted the top five American bands. And of course, uh, a lot of votes for Van Halen, a lot of votes for Kiss, but you got to put Aerosmith in that conversation as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, absolutely. like I, I, I was shocked that Aerosmith wasn't there. Um, I, don't, I don't even know if the Eagles were there. And, and there, like, there's a couple of bands I thought deserved to be in that conversation that weren't being discussed. And I don't know where that conversation was going, but I don't think it's as open and shut. The doors weren't there. Right. Um, you, you know, and. Who else would you put on there in your top five? Who else would be there? I, I don't know. I, the, for, for my top five, Aerosmith, the doors, um, I put Metallica there and they mm-hmm. weren't in that conversation.
0: But I would absolutely but, put them there as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah I, I absolutely put Metallica there. Yeah. Um, And then I'm kind of hard-pressed, right? Because I do like a lot of that Seattle scene, but like my musical taste is a little bit different than most. Like I love Typo Negative. Do I think that they're a top five band of all time? No, because they're not mainstream and most people don't like them. I adore them, and they're an American band, so they fit that mold. Mm -hmm. Um, I would put the Ramones in there. I don't know that people would argue that a band that plays three chords over and over again deserves to be in that conversation. Um, you could argue that Kiss goes there, but I feel like Kiss is more about their marketing. Their music's great, but I feel like they're more about their marketing than their music. Um, so I'm hard pressed to put them as a top five band. So then I go like, do 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 I go Fleetwood Mac? Because I love Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I I can get, I can give you my top three because my top three are absolutely locked in with the three three I said. Van Halen, I think, deserves to be in the top five. Um, and, and then you can argue w- w- which one belongs at five. I'm going to throw Nirvana in there because I think Nirvana in a lot of ways changed the world and, and, and changed music as we know it for a long period of time um, and, and just um, had a voice of its own. And for all those reasons, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make my fifth band Nirvana.
0: And it's a good choice. Uh, the argument against that would be just longevity. They weren't around that long. Only had uh, you know a couple of, of mainstream albums. Um, for me, my, my top three are pretty locked. in: Van Halen, Aerosmith, obviously. I do podcasts on those. And Metallica, uh, I put it number three. Uh, Kiss, I think, deserves to be there just because of their influence. Um, they're kind of a dyslexic band for me. The stuff I love with Kiss, I really love the stuff I hate, I really hate. Um, there's so much bad stuff in that catalog. It's tough to really... Quantify it, but uh, you can put them in the top five just for longevity's sake and for the influence they had on music. Um, five is where it, things get tough for me. I know a lot of people throw out Guns and Roses. Um, I love me some GNR. Like Appetite is obviously one of the best albums of all time, but there's so much not so great stuff on The Usual Illusions, and on uh, Chinese Democracy, and even kind of the newer stuff like Hard School and things like that. I don't find myself really enjoying. Although uh, I saw them in concert. Uh, on the Not On This Lifetime tour. It was one of the best shows I've ever seen. So uh, I'm kind of conflicted
1: on them as well. Well, what makes them tough, and you know, Guns N' Roses was one of the fa- my favorite concerts I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite all-time bands. Bell to bell, I will put Appetite for Destruction up against any album in any conversation. I agree. And, and, and I think that becomes the problem with the band, though, is that most of the songs that we think of great Guns N' Roses songs come off of that album. Yeah. The Usurer illusions um I might enjoy more of the songs and more of the deeper cuts than you do um i I, I do think that Estrange strange is one of the greatest American songs oh, ever written absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah. um you, you, you know and and there's patience but they have a, they have a lot of cover songs they've released um I think they're they're, they're kind of a mess after the usual illusions um and, and so, so you're talking about like three, three three and a half studio albums that, that, that they're known for. So it's very hard for me to put them as a top five band because of that. And that one, that one album, I put up against any other album that would go on that list.
0: Absolutely. And you know what? It just occurred to me who I'd probably put at number five, even though it's kind of more of a solo deal, but Tom Petty and the
1: Heartbreakers I think Ooh. deserve to be in that conversation. I, I y- y- you know, I think that that is an excellent choice, too. I think you, you can argue what the top five are, but there's going to be m- maybe 10 to 15 bands that are in that rotation, in that conversation, that are deserving of being in that conversation. Absolutely. And, and Aerosmith is one of them.
0: You're exactly right. Although the last song we did, John, not very indicative of how great that band is, uh, we did Shame on You from Done With Mirrors. Uh, neither of us were a big fan. We found it kind of dull, lifeless, boring, paint-by-numbers. It was just kind of a blues jam with some improv lyrics. Uh, so you and your infinite wisdom decided to put another done-with-mirror song on the die. Uh, so we got a couple. Uh, so th- this would be the third if it comes up. But uh, we have a theme going uh, on the dice right now. Three of the songs uh, follow a similar
1: theme. You want to recap what's on the die right now, John? Oh, I I certainly will. We do have cheesecake which is your selection we 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 have you got to move your selection yep and we have walk in the dog your selection yes and then we have sick as a dog my selection mm-hmm. the reason a dog my selection and it, 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 can, it, it can honestly be a very painful two back-to-back episodes for our listeners we will find out shortly um and and um the Beatles cover Helter Skelter so yeah a lot of obscure cuts
0: uh, on the dice right now um Sick as a Dog was on a live bootleg so a lot of folks not know that uh Walking the Dog was kind of a live staple for a while uh Helter Skelter obviously everyone knows from the Beatles uh, but cheesecake you got to move in the reason a dog uh, not very well known um, so i don't be surprised if five people listen to this episode john
1: look i am not here to draw my readings i am here to get songs done and, and you want to blow
0: through done with mirrors as fast as seemingly possible don't you uh,
1: look, look if, if, if we if, if we can escape with our lives on this one i will be happy All right. What do you
0: say? Let's roll the dice and see what we come up with. Will it involve a dog? Let's find out. And we are going to get cheesecake. So it's not dog related, but we're getting cheesecake from night in the ruts. And I put it on there because a, we hadn't had a song from night in the ruts yet. And B I was hungry. John, do you know anything
1: about this track? I know. I, I know. I know. I've listened to it before. I have a feeling it's not actually about food. Um, you know, from what I remember about it. And I I feel like I do skip it sometimes when my kids are in the car. Um, So I think we should give it a listen. Um, And maybe I'm remembering it to be a little bit more tawdry than I think, or maybe my mind's just a little bit twisted like that. But let's let's see how this goes.
0: Night in the Ruts was released on November 16th, 1979. Uh, Only one single from this album was Remember Walking in the Sand, which was a cover of the Shangri-La song. Uh, Cheesecake is the fourth cut on side a of night in the ruts uh, for all you vinyl lovers out there written by uh, Steven Tyler and Joe Perry. And that's really all I know about it. So let's, let's give it a spin. This is cheesecake from night in the ruts. All right. I love some slide guitar. Give me some Joe Perry slide guitar at the beginning of any song and I'm already smiling.
1: You know, know, you're talking about the sly guitar. This song oozes Aerosmith's sex appeal on a level we have not heard yet. Like, not just lyrically, but musically and everything. Like, this is one of their sexiest songs that they probably have.
0: It it almost feels like Steven Tyler is is doing it right now while you're listening to this song. It just, it drips uh, of sex. I met a babe in a backseat driving back in the saddle she'd sit. uh, Pulled on the reins just to keep me rising. She loved to chomp at the bit. And then a whole refrain of, daddy, do it. Ooh, just do it.
1: Wow. This song feels like the humidity in your car that you left the windows rolled up and had sex in. And like the aftermath of sex and the sex stank, that's this song.
0: Remember the, the scene in Titanic? when jack and rose were in the car and the windows were all fogged up and her hand hit the window and kind of slid down they were listening to cheesecake they they weren't doing anything they were just listening to this song
1: yeah but i, I feel like i i feel like you went very victorian on me and i i i feel like this has more of of a late 70s new new york um you know stu, stu, studio 56 kind of vibe all right.
0: Well, I I can see that. I I get the feeling it's going to get more tawdry as we go along. Let let's check it out. All right, now we mentioned on the uh, Just Push Play episode, everything was overproduced and kind of electronic. Here we got the band just just playing. You know, a, another dirty blues-type groove, but the bass comes through nice. The rhythm guitar sounds great. Again, I love the drum sound. Like, Joey's snare sounds great. Uh, the rhythm section really pulling it off here.
1: What, what, what year was that in, that, that in the ruts?
0: 1979.
1: Yeah, so, so you have... Um... We listened to a song that was released, what, six years later, last week? And feels like it's maybe an eighth of what the song is Mm production-wise, right? And what's funny is this just feels like this is just the band allowed to play. like It doesn't need to be produced. They They could have just as easily recorded this at a bar somewhere and been playing. And it's just raw and gritty. real and look this this is Aerosmith you know going on all cylinders
0: and this is stank personified oh my god (laughs) so cheesecake looser than her sister Cheesecake, um, her sugar gets me high. She knows I can't resist her. Cheesecake, got my fingers in her pie. He's not subtle.
1: No, no, oh no, this is not like, there. there is nothing he's hiding here. But, uh, two weeks ago, he they were bleeping like, fuck it in, in Just for Play. And honestly, how is that more offensive to the radios than anything in this? This song is basically a Pouring out to your ears.
0: <laughs> You're exactly right. I'm mean, I'm looking around making sure my kids don't walk up here <laughs> so they accidentally hear cheesecake uh, from
1: 1979. Because
0: oh my god! Everybody kissed her cheesecake. Oh, at the crack of dawn. Again, he's not subtle. Whatever you're talking about, crack and cheesecake. uh, I, I think he can put two and two together.
1: Now, now, it sounds like we're going into a bit of instrumental here, but I almost expected a jacked-up guitar going in there, and, and and they really turned it on its head, rolling with the drums. What, how do you feel about that, Corey? It, it, it was,
0: I was kind of with you. It, it was kind of building to something, right? Yeah. Almost like an orgasm. We're, we're building to something, and then it comes right back down. So, you know, maybe this is how Steven Tyler likes his lovemaking, right? Get him to the brink, and then bring him right back down.
1: This is, this is what you call that tantric shit. <laughs>
0: i think i was listening to a sting song or something for fuck's sakes but the, the the this song is basically just uh auditory fucking at this point this is the part where you're thinking about baseball yeah keep on going we're building back up again we thought
1: about baseball we're starting to pump a little harder now yeah it's it's weird it almost turns the idea of a guitar solo on its head a little bit where you get a musical interlude a little jacked up guitar towards the end of it and i don't hate it Corey. like i really feel i a lot of stuff going on in this song while not like aerosmith by the numbers is definitive aerosmith
0: I tell you, musically, very impressed. And uh, I'm reading a quote from Joe Perry from his autobiography where he said uh, he thought he caught some of the best tracks they'd ever done on this album. The guitar interplay between uh, him and Brad uh, broke new ground. Everyone was at the top of their game, but when it came to the lyrics, that's where Steven began to slowly drift away. Uh, And I kind of get that. Lyrically, it's very simple and just very blatant and very dirty. But musically, there's a lot going on here. And I, I do hear that interplay between Joe and Brad. Uh, you know, going between the lead and the rhythm, and it sounds great.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny because I like a lot of the not so subtle lyrics, but here we're going to get into them just saying the word cheesecake over and over again. Yep. And and this to me, and we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna listen to how it plays out. It feels a little bit like the fade out that we got last week. Of, oh, how do we end it? Oh, let's just sing cheesecake over and over again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. Let's finish off. Well, how much do we have left here? You're 324, and we got 52 seconds left. I made a cigarette now. That was Cheesecake from Night and the Rats. John, what did you think?
1: I think musically, a lot more complex than lyrically. I think you nailed it with that. Um, but man, like, I think that the the music does outweigh the lyrics in ways that make up for it, right? Um, it doesn't need the to be as lyrically strong as some of the other songs we've heard. Um, I, I Is it going to be a top Aerosmith song? No, but I I think musically alone, this has staying power.
0: I agree, totally. Uh, Wasn't sure what to expect, uh, especially when you hear Night in the Ruts, because that was kind of the last album before Joe and Brad left the band. Um, There wasn't a ton of, you know, there wasn't a hit uh, off that album. Uh, You look at the, you know, No Surprise, Chiquita, Remember, Cheesecake, Three Mile Smile, Reefer Head Woman, uh, the infamous Bone to Bone, Coney Island, Whitefish Boy. Think about it, and uh, Mia. So really no standouts. Nothing that they've certainly done in concert uh, since 1979. But um, I didn't hate Cheesecake.
1: But what's funny is, like, you're listening to those songs, and a lot of those are in my heavy rotation of songs I listen to. So while while they're not, like, radio plays, like, uh, I think kind of like this song, we're going to get some really good, deep cuts off this album.
0: I think so, too. Uh, I, I was a fan of Cheesecake. Like you said, you know, I, I don't see it making the final 18, but it, it's going to have some staying power because the band sounded great. Uh, lyrically, I feel a little dirty. Um, like I said, I'm going to go have a cigarette. But um, there, there's a lot to like in Cheesecake, and it, it certainly could have been a lot worse. Uh, it, it could have been uh, last week's show. It could have been Shame on You, uh, and it wasn't. So I'm happy about that. So, John, now it's my turn to pick something to put on the dice – Gosh. Do you know which direction you're going in? I'm thinking live cut, to be honest with you. And I'm thinking because we have so much obscure stuff uh, on the on the on the dice right now, with uh, helter skelter, you got to move, and in the three dog songs, that I, I I'm thinking we we almost need a, a, something recognizable, to to kind of keep the people interested. And I'm thinking, geez, I might go a little south of sanity here. Yeah, and I and I, and I might go with a little something from that album called Sweet Emotion.
1: Oh, are we are we get are we going there already?
0: We are. You know what? I, I feel the dice need it because we got the, the the three dog songs, we got a bobo song, and we got a Beatles cover. So I, I really feel like we need some star power on there.
1: So 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 what are you what you're concerned about is the ratings might be tanking a little <laughs> bit right now. And and you're 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 calling in The Rock to like save the franchise,
0: basically. Yeah, the the Rock's doing a run out, but again, I'm I, I could go with the Pandora's box version because so I think that's maybe the ultimate version of Sweet Emotion. But that is such a live staple, and I hadn't heard the live I've heard the live version on uh, Classics Live quite a few times, but I'm trying to think if I really enjoyed the live version on A Little South of Sanity or not. And I really enjoy that live album. Uh, obviously, it was. You know, kind of a thrown together thing to finish off a, a recording contract uh, w- with uh, Columbia, and it featured a lot of the Geffen songs. But um, I seem to remember liking the version of "Sweet Emotion" on there. So we're going to go specifically with the "A Little South of Sanity" version of "Sweet Emotion."
1: I, I like that you're throwing a song on there that you know is going to be there the end. You just don't know if it's going to be this version. That's right. It, it could.
0: In, in my heart, I'm thinking uh, the Pandora's Box remix might might be better, but it's about time we get a live track on there. I think so. All right, John, as we wrap it up here tonight, uh, is there anything you want to plug? Um, I w-
1: would love to plug, uh, some more pop rocket radio and I would love to, uh, plug going to bed early. I feel like we don't get enough sleep at night and I am exhausted because we do record uh, three of these a night, Corey. Um, when you call me in, And we are on our third show, wrapping up our third show. And you started tonight by pulling back the curtain, and I'm closing it out by pulling back the curtain. And my curtain is closing for the night, and I am sleeping in because my kids are off tomorrow. That's right. As
0: you're listening to this in June, we're recording this in April. And it's Good Friday tomorrow, so everybody is getting a break. Uh, I got an extended break because we had a massive snowstorm in April because Canada, why not? But John, this was show 17, which means next week we're going to have a special guest on the show. And I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, If anyone out there has checked out the deep dive podcast network, which we are proud to be a a member of uh, there's a show on there called uh, the magicians podcast, uh, the the Uriah heap podcast. And uh, Scott from that show is going to be on our show I am very much looking forward to that. He's a big Aerosmith fan. He gets to pick all six songs on the die. And I can tell you right now, he's got some really cool selections on there. You do not want to miss next week's show. Uh, it's going to be a ton of fun.
1: And, and in the meantime, we know we have some sweet emotion in our future, thanks, thanks to Corey. Um, Co- Corey, why, why don't you uh, close out by plugging you and Mark, and sending it home with Mr. Tyler. Well, I'd be
0: happy to. Mark Kumeyer and I do a little show called And the Podcast Will Rock, where you're breaking down the Van Halen catalog uh, one track at a time. We've had a ton of guests on there as well. More coming, uh, including a, uh, someone from the Van Halen News Desk, which I'm very much looking forward to. That is going to be a great show. Um, so you can catch us wherever you find your podcast. If you're a fan of Van Halen, uh, hopefully you'll dig that show as well. And thank you, as always, for joining John and I on this show, especially if you're from Great Britain very happy to be on the charts there. I know John is uh, already planning a trip uh, over to Great Britain to sign some autographs. So be on the lookout for that. I'm sure he's going to have more details about that next week. But until then, on behalf of John Mariano, my name is Corey Morissette. And as always, let's give Stephen Tyler the final word. So-